This podcast is sponsored by Rockphonics Music Tuition, inspiring growth through music. Head to www.rockphonics.co.uk to book your first lesson for free and start your musical journey today. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 11 of the Marcus Talks What's the Point podcast. This week, I've got a very special guest on the show who has featured in the Katie Piper Foundation, Virgin Active, Health and Wellbeing magazine, Women's Health magazine, just to name but a few. Cameron Beddy is a health and well-being coach who specialises in anxiety, stress, PTSD. And this week, we run through some of his top tips and tricks to help you, the individual, get through your daily life. Okay, welcome everyone. Uh, This is episode 11 of the Marcus Talks What's the Point podcast. Uh, Today we have Cameron Beddy on the show, who is a professional coach. Um, Hello, Cameron. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad at all. Um, thanks yeah. so much for coming on. I, you know, really appreciate your time. You're a very busy guy, so uh, yeah, really appreciate it. Um, Great to be here. Thank you. No problem. So, for all the listeners, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. So I work as a mental health practitioner. Um, I use a collective of skills that allow people to kind of learn how to cope with their mind and their thoughts and their emotional states. Um, I work a lot with anxiety. I work with people that have anxiety, um, people that even have uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, But I also work with motivational work and general life coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, When I see people, I tend to help them overcome their past or overcome the things that are getting in their way presently on a mental and emotional basis. And I use skills including NLP, integral eye movement therapy, hypnosis, and mindfulness. Mm. So how did you kind of get into this? Was it something like, you know, were you having struggles in your life that kind of led you in this direction or? I think at the time I didn't realize I was struggling, which is, quite interesting because a lot of people they don't it will as humans we're very good at holding our emotions in and having a an internal experience and we're very good at putting on a facade or something that appears different on the external um I actually my journey started with self-help books um over over 15 years ago just out of interest just reading positive psychology Mm -hmm. um and I, I became fascinated with the mind and what we could do with the mind and I felt like I was suddenly learning information knowledge for myself that I could apply to my own life and I kept thinking why the hell wasn't I taught this at school like why why do we go through life and we learn so much but we don't learn how to think Mm. Uh, and it was just that motivation all of my kind of training in the early days especially with NLP was for self-development right it was I literally went to do the training to learn more about the mind how it works what I could do with my thoughts Um, and that changed my life because it changed how I was living each day it changed how I was thinking because I knew how to change that inner voice I knew how to change the thoughts that were coming up in my head so I could change how I was feeling Mm -hmm. um 
and I could put to bed some of the stuff that was uncomfortable or from the past. And I, it gave me a focus to move forward. And I just wanted like a sponge to absorb as much of it as I could for my own life. Yeah, that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Were there any particular books um, mm. at the time that you kind of read that you can reference today as kind yeah. of those those turning point books, those light bulb books? Yeah, there's a few. There's a Richard Bandler book, who's the creator of NLP. Um, I think it's Get the Life You Want or something like that. Um, And it was fascinating. It looks at how our mind is structured and how our mind works in relation to our thoughts. But it actually started with um, a lady called Louise Hay, uh, You Can Heal Your Life, which was actually... I wouldn't actually say it's it's it falls under the spiritual category, but it's not. It's more about just being positive and how your thoughts influence your body and the mind body connection. And because I used to be a dancer, so I was heavily involved with how my body feels. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, being able to change how I'd feel from my mind, which is what she was saying, um, it was powerful. And she has a lot of suggestive work of like doing spoken affirmations or mirror work or you know actively changing your thoughts and I used to do it on a daily basis driving in my car mm-hmm. um, to work because it was just me in the car so yeah. I'd talk aloud and I'd be building up these states positively so it mm-hmm. was it kind of became natural um I'm trying to think of any other re I mean I love lots of different NLP books um and yeah, just anything around the mind, how the mind works mm. and how, um, you know, one of the NLP books I read by Richard Bandler, um, I often talk about this, there was a paragraph on changing a, a negative memory and I was sat at home on the sofa and I read the paragraph and then I thought about it, tried it and it changed it. Right. And that was really powerful. I was like, mm. how have I just read this paragraph and changed how it is in my head, changed how I felt without a practitioner, without a therapist, I'm sat here by myself holding this book. And that motivated me to want to learn more. Mm, that's really yeah. interesting. So for for the people that are, because we, we both know that the mind can get very, very messy. And, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're in a, a really tough environment or if like both of us, you know, we, we, we weren't taught about this kind of thing at school. Um, there's a lot of people out there kind of that feel very on their own and mm. you know in the midst of the chaos in their minds um, is it is it the consistency of doing something like on a daily basis so like you said you used to drive to work and you know speak these affirmations out loud 100 consistency right. and so now when I'm working with clients when I'm showing them how to change their thoughts, how to deal with their anxiety, how to switch their thoughts. They have to execute it on a daily basis. And so what one lady I've recently worked with who's a, who's a student, she was going back to university and there was a lot of anxiety about leaving your home and going back to this environment in COVID and all of this. And she, and between sessions, I asked her what she'd done over the week. And she said, I did this on Monday. I did this Tuesday. Like she did the work that was set. Right. And I said, and what's that allowed you to feel shit in control? Because mm. it was like, taught, I taught it to her, I established it, and she followed the steps. Yeah. And then there's someone else I'm working with that's got severe uh, OCD, so I'm working on a deeper level of some traumatic stuff. And it's, it's harder to implement the tools and resources because there's a lot more overwhelming feelings. Mm. But 
you have to work on a daily basis. Mm. And I find that people will work on their health, their diet, their fitness, but one, they don't know how to work with their mind, or two, they don't think about doing it. But once Mm. you start doing it, you literally shift the gear of your life Mm -hmm. um, and start to realize so many things that are possible literally from what you're doing inside your head with what you think and with what you say to yourself. And that can be life-changing. Yeah, it's kind of just having that um that light bulb moment isn't it that you know this this stuff can actually work because obviously from from the the perspective of you know what what we've probably both been through but myself personally like in the depths of depression you just didn't really have that kind of um you didn't really have that that feeling that you could actually achieve something by putting your mind to it, you know, because you've been told by society or your parents or whatever you've mm-hmm. been through your whole life that you're this type of person, you know, yeah. I, th- I think it's just having that light bulb moment where you've made a, a, a non-negotiable with yourself that you're going to get, you're going to get a hold of this. You're going to not let it win. And you're going to, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, what are your career highs and lows? What have, what's how's your journey kind of looked so far? Um, it's gosh, it's interesting because when I was a dancer, I didn't realise, you know, I would hear the word no as a rejection from an audition like daily or weekly, um, and I think you develop a thick skin, but I didn't. I didn't think I realized the full effect that it has on someone until later on in life. So there were some challenges there. Um, I think, you know, some of my highs have been really helping people, especially with integral eye movement therapy, because that can desensitize, you know, trauma, um, negative feelings, memories, um, severe anxiety. So I've worked with people that have had like, severe anxiety for 20 years and made life-changing shifts in an hour um, because they suddenly can't feel those triggers Mm. Um, but then the work isn't then finished Mm -hmm. because if that's what you've known for 20 years and then suddenly you can't feel it a lot of people are like well what do I do now like I suddenly feel free I suddenly feel everything I wanted but you know, I've been used to living and feeling this way and even behaving in this way. So, you know, it's then integrating that person towards their outcome that they want of moving forward with their life. But I've had a lot of people, especially with IEMT, that have had you know, childhood trauma or they've been in accidents or teenage trauma, something happened and they haven't done the work until they're like in their 40s or 50s. And to see such a massive shift quickly um that that's a real high yeah that's really uh, a really interesting point that um you know they've they've had such a life-changing effect in such a short space of time um Mm. and then don't really know what to kind of do with it because that comfortable feeling of the anxiety Mm. you know that they've lived with for so long isn't there anymore you know it's kind of like um Shawshank Redemption the film where yeah. he's he's been in prison so long he comes out and yeah. uh he can't he just can't readjust to normal life so he just goes yeah. back you know goes back like, into prison yeah, go back to those patterns and habits yeah and it's 
you know what it like you you said when you spoke about the depression mm. like i had an experience where i was doing the work daily and it was making me feel good but everyone's different and sometimes when you're depressed no matter what you read no matter what you listen to no matter what someone says all you can feel is that depression mm-hmm. right and uh, there was a time where i was going through grief and you know i didn't even get pissed off with people mm. i didn't get annoyed because all i could feel was like i didn't care because yeah. all i could feel was and so sometimes like everyone's timing is different every and you know as a practitioner i'm, I'm obviously respectful of that mm-hmm. but you know a lot of people our friends family whoever people that we interact with people are dealing with a lot mm-hmm. and you can't just expect someone to change overnight or to change in a week some things can change quickly but other things need time Mm. Uh, and they need things figuring out and when someone is depressed they might not know where they want to get to they might only know those feelings and so the work could be literally just formulating that map or that destination and trying to build that up so that you've got somewhere that you're then going to journey towards mm-hmm. but you know it's not always as easy um as it appears mm, that's really interesting yeah um i've i've kind of always said like you know when 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 I was kind of I mean my depression started quite early on when yeah. you know, I had a bit bit of a kind of up and down childhood, um, right. and I just I needed a meaning, the meaning of life. I was literally that you know I was just black and white. I need the meaning of life. But you get to the age of thirty five, how old I am now, and you kind right. of look back at that roadmap of the journey that you've taken to get here, and you kind of start to understand that all of those things that you were stressing about and really worried about, you know, you're here, you're still alive, you're, you know, you know, you're actually doing quite well, you know, it's, it's kind of given me a little bit of hope for going into the future with like, um, not so, not so worried and just allowing the process to kind of flow a little Mm -hmm. bit easier, you know, because we do give ourselves just such a hard time. Um, Okay, so what are some of your rules and non-negotiables to live by? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, I think you have to do things, and this would kind of be a rule for yourself. Like, you have to do things for yourself. You have to look after your mind. You have to look after your emotions. You have to look after your health, your body. So I think people, you know, and it doesn't have to be um, so serious, but self-discipline um self-awareness and accountability Mm -hmm. like you know for you or any individual making the changes that they want whether it's a health thing a fitness thing a physical thing a mental thing like accountability and self-actualization self-acceptance that responsibility i feel like we all have that Mm -hmm. um and i feel like if you want to change your life it starts with you um you, you have to look and search for who that person or group or institution or program is that's going to help facilitate that change, but it all comes down to you. Um, so I'm, I'm very much about taking self-control. Mm-hmm. Um, non-negotiables, I, d- I don't know, I'm, I'm a really open and accepting person. So, you know, judgments, racism, homophobia, transphobia, like whatever, discrimination, discrimination sexism uh, it's just it's a no-go for me Mm -hmm. because 
you know, I read a quote the other uh, a week or so ago, which I loved, and it was like, you know, if you want to grow, speak to people that are younger than you, hang out with people that are older than you, um, you know, spend time with people that speak a different language, mm. um, you know, like open your map of your world up. Yeah. That's how you grow, and it, and that's so true. Mm. And we live, you know, in such a diverse world. I really feel we can enrich our lives from embracing that diversity mm. that's really yeah. cool yeah i mean kind of where where i'm from um and you were from a, a similar place um yeah. you know that that kind of um working class type of background you know yeah. for, for for people our age like in mid 30s it's still quite ingrained you know um like the homophobia and racism and stuff like that it was it was a daily thing that you know we we would have kind of witnessed or been through um especially during our school years and stuff and i think over the past 20 years we've we've made some good leaps mm. and bounds forward and that's a really you know it's a really good thing that the kids these days are that's their non-negotiables you know they don't they don't tend to fall below you know they don't breed that ignorance that, you know, our parents' generations would have done. So they're more open, they're more accepting. Yeah. Um, I see this and hear this a lot with the younger generation. They really are, yeah. Mm. And talking about mental health as well. It's yeah. it, it's it's yeah. a more accessible, easier thing to talk about. So it really is, and their values are very different. Like um, I'd read that, you know, pubs on a Friday night before COVID. Um, with the younger demographic is practically non-existent you'll find them more in the gym on a Friday night than they are in a pub um, <laughs> and I did wonder you know if it's probably our generation and older you know our parents or our uncles or cousins that are older that are probably of that mentality in the pub and things like that. and I just wondered what what the future would hold if you know the younger generation keeps coming through with these let's say more healthier values that they're mm. aligned with yeah. yeah, I mean, it can only be a better, a better world, really. So, uh, yeah. okay, cool. So, um, I know we're short on time. So, what are what are some tips for someone struggling right now? Like they're 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 tuning into this podcast because they're in the midst of depression or anxiety, and they need some instant kind of, you know. Yeah. So, there's two kind of tips I would say. The first one is to get specific. Um, I see a lot of people that will say, I've got anxiety or I've got depression or they'll just say I'm struggling. And so that's such a general answer because you can't actually have anxiety for every area of your life. Or so you, it's a getting specific, where are you anxious? What it's in relation to? Who's it in relation to? Where aren't you anxious? Once you get specific and you have those realizations, then you can work on that area because otherwise you're trying to fix your whole life and no one can fix their whole life. No one's got their whole life in order. Mm -hmm. So I always say to people, or, or I would always, when I start a session, we're getting specific on what it is that they want and what it is that they're experiencing. So always kind of get more specific. Um, the second thing is, is really pretty much what my job is, um, is spreading awareness and education. So a lot of people that have had um, professional help, usually it's the kind of counseling, talk therapy, psychotherapy kind of route. Um, but 
I'm attracting a lot of people that have spent a lot of time in that route and then they're coming towards NLP and integral eye movement therapy and mindfulness and finding it that it's more proactive, it's more, it offers more tools and resources, it offers a way forward. Mm-hmm. And so I would ju- it's like highlighting that to people that there's stuff, there's modalities out there, techniques that can help you that there's tools and techniques that you can use, which a lot of people found that they're not getting in that therapeutic world. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, don't give up, try different things, mm-hmm. you know, put the time in, but search, shop around, to see what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there is a lot of, um, you know this kind of well-being and mental health world on mm-hmm. instagram and you know mm-hmm. qu- quotes upon quotes on your news yeah. feeds um it can get quite busy and for someone that's that's struggling that's just on their own um yeah. i i think it's just having that self-belief that like you say it's the consistency with doing the work every day you, you're not just going to you know in most cases you're not just going to change overnight you need to you need to make that deal with yourself to to break those habits and break those patterns um but also you know there's a lot of noise out there so are there are there some preferred things that you'd follow and preferred um like yourself for instance obviously your instagram's full of your work and what you do and and I'm, I'm kind of pushing stuff about NLP and integral eye movement therapy and, and how the mind works. For me, it's always been NLP because it's always looking at the structure of subjective experience. Now, I, I train um, NLP practitioners. So I certify people who become coaches and use NLP, whether it's professionally with clients or they go into businesses and use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people come on my training for self-development, which is what I did 15 years ago. I went as that student to, to self-develop and a lot of people come on it because they're learning how the mind works, various tools and techniques that they can use on a daily basis. They're formulating their outcomes. They're then looking at the behavioral strategies that they can implement to move forward. So for me, if I need to do something, if I need to work on something, I always come back to my foundation of NLP because it gives me so many tools and resources. And I see it working, not just with the people that I do one-to-one stuff, but the students that come on the training because Mm -hmm. they come with a passion where they want to help other people or they want to better their life. And each day you just see them grow from Mm -hmm. the material because it's that powerful. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So NLP, um, yeah. I've heard of it. I obviously, um, I'm in business as well. So yeah. um, my my previous coach was kind of very NLP minded with um, the way things, you know, the way you sold things in, in a retail Absolutely. sense. So um, <laughs> any final messages for the listeners before we wrap this one up? I think it's also good and really important to kind of not just be self-aware, not to be self-accountable, but to avoid comparing yourself. Um, You know, avoid comparing your journey to someone else's, your results to someone else's, how you're living to someone else's, 
Um, a lot of people will spend a lot of time online, on social media, comparing their life to their own, which can have a real detrimental effect on their mental and emotional health. Mm -hmm. um, so my advice would be interrupt that pattern, connect more with people in person where you can, even if it's a video call, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't actually be with them, rather than just sitting, scrolling and looking at a screen, get outside, be around nature, go into a forest, go to the sea, like embrace all that's so simple that can be so empowering. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Thank thanks you for having me. No problem. Thanks for your time. Your advice has been absolutely amazing. I'm sure the listeners are going to love Thank it as well. So, um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll touch base soon, I'm sure. And uh, yeah. yeah, thanks. Thanks for everything, man. It's been it's been a pleasure to have you on. So my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I'm sure you'll agree that Cameron's advice has been amazing today. Um, if you'd like to find out more about what Cameron does, also some of the books that he's written, if you head over to CameronBeddy.com, you'll be able to find out everything you need to know. I'll speak to you all soon.